Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax, because this is The Leo Effect. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat, cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Leo Effects. Tonight, I am joined by a very, very special little group here. (laughs) These two people have already had me laughing before we even thought about hitting record. So allow me to introduce to you, Jory and Mario. Hello, how are you? Hi, how you doing? Ray. Hey, Ray. Thanks. We're that little group. We're about two foot six, but we're getting <laughs> on it. You know, we're working on it. <laughs> well, you know, that's the whole reason that we've got you on here tonight is so that you can tell the listeners, you know, more about yourself, and we can get you some more exposure. So maybe you won't be such a little group anymore. You'd be huge. All right. Well, we appreciate we appreciate it, brother. Really, thanks. Absolutely. So the first thing that I'm going to ask and kind of get this ball rolling would be, what is it that you do? Why Why did you come on the show tonight? Well, we were abducted on the way to the store today. <laughs> you're, not, hey, look, you're not supposed to tell them how I got you here. Show. No, I'm we're kidding. kidding. No. No, we we were we're honored to be on your show, right? Yes, um, we are. Uh, we were, we, we found out about it, uh, not too long ago. And it was like, wow, this is great. We're, this is cool. Love to be on the show. And, uh, you shoot the questions. We'll shoot back the answers and we'll have some laughs and, uh, and maybe, maybe people will know what we're all about. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely hope so. <laughs> so, uh, you all are in a band. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we are. We're the pond <laughs> The pond we are hawk. the pond hawk, and pond, pond hawk, which is a it says a species of dragonfly, and it's also kind of a euphemism for dragonfly in some states. Oh, okay. And what, pond hawk. It's, it's the the hawk of the insect world that was skims along the surface of the. Uh, and you know the you know the the guitar I play, uh, I got a bass and, and it's also a six string guitar. Uh, it's a violin shaped body. Like a Hofner, and kind of very symmetrical, and looks like the body of a dragonfly to me. Always kind of did, and I uh, uh, got this uh, Tiffany lamp, and I go, oh, it kind of looks like my Hofner, and you know, and put some wings on, it, and I go, and we came up with actually we came up with a logo long before we came up with 
the name the Pondocks. Originally, where were Jory? Tell them. Well, we um, were the electric. We, we were in another flies. band, yeah, and yes. uh, we just kind of had uh, reason to uh, form a new band. And uh, um, an Mario, implosion, yeah, yeah, it was an implosion. And Mario had this book on dragonflies, and he had come up with this logo. Um, and I yeah, said, we, lo- we him, love nature anyway, so, you know, right, uh, right. And I was, and we were just, you know, it was going through the pages to decide because, uh, for, we wanted a dragonfly type name, you know, kind of like, you know, we're beetle fans and stuff. So it's like the Beatles, the crickets. So we had to be some <laughs> sort of bug. Insect. <laughs> okay. Insect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that psychedelic. Yeah, we were, we were going to call ourselves no. the tapeworms, but, you know, that's the one. Yeah, psychedelic tapeworms, don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. What, um, what was it that inspired you to go down this path? What got you into music in the first place? Let's start there. Well, for, well, for me, Joy, go ahead for of, you. Yeah, for me, it was, you know, uh, I guess... I just wanted to play an instrument, you know, so, uh, and I wanted to play piano when I was younger and, and I used to go over to a neighbor's house that had a piano and I try and play that. And I told my parents, you know, I really want to play piano. And they said, well, we're going to get you a guitar. <laughs> you know? Cause yeah, well, you know, it's kind of a bad thing, you know, the piano is like what, $3,000 or whatever. Um, so they got, they bought me a, a guitar from Sears and I think it, in two years, uh, the thing fell apart cause I played it so much and, uh, and I learned how to play guitar. I had lessons and things like that. And then I was in bands like, you know, in high school and college and stuff. Um, so, you know, just went from there, but I never gave up wanting to play piano. And when I was a kid, I used to stay at my aunt's house in uh, Los Angeles area there. And she was a singer on Mercury Records. Um, and she had this white grand piano that was kind of like the John Lennon piano. Oh, okay. And, you know, but I, you know, I was a kid, so I was, you know, fooling around, you know, on the piano and stuff like that. Uh, but later on, when it got to about the 80s, uh, and I really dig the 80s brit pop music with the synths and stuff like that i just bought myself a little keyboard and taught myself how to play by ear oh wow so, yeah so uh yeah when i met mario you know it was kind of like yeah you know if you got room maybe i could play some keyboards you know in the band so me i'll pass it over of to mario of course we made room of course yeah we made room, <laughs> we made room. <laughs> but and then for me it was the monkeys it was the monkeys because i just missed the whole beetle thing i've got a sister that's 13 years older drags me i'm four years old drags me out to see a hard day's night i'm standing on this chair which is like and i keep falling down because the thing keeps going up and and, and nothing but uh uh, people screaming the whole time. I go, that'd be kind of cool to do. I'm four years old. I go, hmm, that'd be kind of cool to do when I get old. You know, <laughs> yeah. and then, uh, that's a good job. No, I've done that by the way. Well, anyway, so that, but that was the monkeys. The monkeys were geared for six and seven year old kids. And, you know, 1966, bam, it was it. And I go, that's it. I want to do that. And 
huge, you know. And when I found out later on as I got older that Michael Nesmith wrote a lot of those songs, I became a huge Michael Nesmith fan. And then later on, it was my birthday, and I was like 14, and I just turned 14, and my buddy goes, hey, this is uh, Beatles uh, group. They got the, the Red and the Blue album out. And I was a Wings. I, I dug the Wings. I, wings was like, oh, that was cool. Not even putting two and two together. And I was like, ah. And I'm I'm digging. Like the Beatles had the Red and the Blue album out. And I bought the Blue album first. I go, oh, this is that same group, you know. And I was like, well, I'm living in a cave. But but you know, they never really played the B sides on the albums. Right. They played them on the cartoons. That was about it. Mm-hmm. So it was the Monkees. Then it was the Beatles. Then it was Jim Croce. Michael Nesmith and and Jory Grayson, uh, my all my favorite <laughs> and Wings, yeah. Wings was in there, yeah. Paul McCartney for sure. That's Definitely. great. And and what? Where are y'all based out of? Well, we're we're uh, in Illinois, Chicago land area. Okay, all right, that's fair. <laughs> what would you say? I'm based out of the basement right about now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what would you say? Like, how would you describe your sound that you're going for? Because I know what I when I listen to it, um, you know, how I would describe it, but I want to hear it from, you know, the, the musician's point of view. Well, I believe I did a lot of, I used to do a lot of theater too, whether you're an actor or whether you're a musician or a songwriter or a playwright, whatever you're all, everybody in the entertainment field, and probably everybody everywhere is a chameleon of sorts. And we all absorb a bit of our surroundings. So, Jory and I, the groups and the sounds, we we kind of absorbed a bit of. So you'll hear some, even like of our older siblings, you know, some fifties and sixties, and we or we all absorb a bit of that. And it's kind of a mesh of a lot of Beatles and Monkeys and Everly Brothers, huge Everly Brothers fans. I had, you know, being being the little kids, you know, Jory and I are the youngest siblings of our families. So we inherited all those 50s and, and early 60s, 45s and stuff, a huge Everly Brothers. And when Jory and I write music, we do write a lot of two-part harmony. And we try not to do that simplex two-part harmony. We like to do the little bit more uh, Everly Brothers, you know, which the Beatles kind of kind of copped into a bit, too. And they'll, they'll be the first ones to tell you that. They, uh, they love that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so I would say that we're we're kind of uh, I don't know we listen to all kinds of music, mm-hmm. and I think our own sound is kind of a we we filter all those other sounds, and when it comes out, it's our sound. But you can hear a lot of our influence from these uh, you know classic rock bands, um, and it's uh, you know it's appreciation of all music and and you know our parents. You know, they played, you know, music from so long ago. And, and you can you can just hear music in a different way when you're listening to that compared to the music now. And it, it just brings out other things in your mind when you're thinking about it. Like uh, we did a song called Time Flies on our first album, The Pond Hawks Has Landed, which was about Buddy Holly. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah, and we kind of did it in that that style, and uh, a lot of the lyrics in there were uh, pieces of his songs, I mean, uh, uh, titles and stuff. Uh, They were like little uh, hidden cookies. 
Yeah. Cookies, yeah, moon, no moon tree, lullabies, you know, things like that. We we purposely, you know, uh, wrote the lyrics that way. And uh, at the very end of that song, uh, be, uh, and just, you know, thinking, you know, it's like the, the 50s, you know, when he was alive and he's playing that. And, and it was vinyl, of course, which is coming back. Um, I thought it would be really cool at the very end of the song to have the scratches of the vinyl. Because, oh, you know, yeah. a lot of people... Have never heard and, that. <laughs> yeah. and 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 the scratches of the vinyl are a record that her aunt from her aunt Thelma, who did uh, was with yeah. uh, Mercury Records. Mercury, yeah, it was her album. I yeah. I put on the turntable and I so we kind of got a little hidden. hidden it was like a tribute for us to too. her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at the beginning, at the beginning. Because it was Buddy Holly, Tori and I ran down to the railroad tracks at the end of my block, and uh, mm-hmm. we recorded. It was two or three crickets going. You know, I was like, oh, I wish it was a whole, you know, flock of crickets. And so we we kept over and over. We hit these three or four crickets, and we put them on like twelve different tracks. And it sounds like a fleet of crickets <laughs> yeah. at the beginning. <laughs> so Buddy Holly, the crickets, you know, the crickets, gotcha. you know, yeah, made them panoramic. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so we, when we write the music, we kind of, uh, you know, we we think of all these things we can do. You know, um, we did uh, a song called Wire Me, which uh, the the story behind that song, it's, um, it's, it's Wire Me When You Get to the Moon. Um, it, it's kind of the song itself. It's a nod. About, it's a, a nod, nod to yeah. Jory's dad. Jory's yeah. dad. Um, uh, invented some wire that was used at the NASA project when they went to the moon. Oh, wow. And, and he, he had asked, right. And so we wanted to throw a nod to him. And I was like, I got an idea. And we won't let anybody know that he's the guy, but we'll say, and that's Sidney Grayson. And he always said, you know, why are me when you get to the moon? And he, you know, his spirit's still alive as everybody's is. You know, and he'll know what we're talking about. And it was and, just and my a dad when, Yeah, when my dad was, like, in World War II, he was, you know, a flyer, and he did the Morris Code. So in the song, there's the Morris Code that spells out Sid. My oh, dad's name. wow. That's ID. That's a little things, you know. Yeah, there's, like, astronaut that, that, and that, space noise in this song. It's pretty cool. It's, uh, it's on our uh, Blue Light album, the latest album. So nice. little, little things that little things that we hear and maybe the people beyond can pick up and dig, you know. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was the whole deal with uh, the song "Afraid of Love" and the Grammys? Well, it was our, oh, our third. It was our third time that we made the uh, the the uh, Grammy ballot. The first ballot. First yeah. one was twenty. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, first ballot, and it was uh, 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 2016 was the first time it was for the Blue Light album. There was like I believe 13 different categories yeah. that we got on yeah. that one, and then uh, uh, two years uh, a year back in, in 2019, the song River Grove made the Grammy ballot first ballot, and then that uh, was Afraid of Love. Uh, Afraid of Love is written on several different levels. Because you could be, it could be a romantic love. You're afraid of romantic love. You may be afraid of love just because you're just paranoid about the whole commitment thing, or you may be afraid to love somebody, whether as a lover or a friend, just because they're different. 
And they shouldn't be. And you shouldn't be ever afraid to love somebody because you're afraid of love or you're afraid because they're different or anything. You know, that's mm-hmm. what makes the world go around. And then right. we're all it's, it's we're kind trying of like, to just, yeah. we're trying to just, you know. Yeah. And we're trying to, you know, make, you know, it, it's like, like he said, it's all different levels and, it, you know, includes like, you know, things that and are happening in our society now where, you know, uh, there's a lot of uh, hatred and stuff and, and the world really needs love and, and understanding. That's right. And, you know, and don't yeah. be afraid what it's to about. love. Yeah. You know. Awesome. That's such a great message. That's awesome. Yeah, what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. If you're afraid to love, if you're afraid to love on any level, you're missing the boat. Because let me tell you, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, no kidding. This life. is our your one chance. <laughs> uh huh. That's great. Yeah. And I love that you put the little Easter eggs in in there. The the little hidden things and the head nods and. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. Like that's Thanks. that's such uh-huh. a deep level thing. And, uh-huh. and I gotta say, anybody that has not had the pleasure of hearing like the initial crackle and pop when you put the needle down on a record or <laughs> lift it up, they're missing out. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, you're kidding. Uh, we do that if you especially if you're wearing headphones, we, we kind uh, of uh design the music so it's you know, three-dimensional. It moves around, you know, behind you and everything. And uh, Afraid of Love, if you listen to the very end, you hear something very psychedelic that kind of moves around your head. Yeah. Right. So you got to kind of hear it on earbuds or headphones for that. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about the uh, Reverbination Connect? Yeah. Or Reverbination. Go ahead, George. Yeah, that's... um, that's something that uh, they put together, uh, I think about five years ago. Um, and what they did was they spent a lot of years with software. And I think a lot of these um, platforms that have bands on them, besides Reverb Nation, do the same thing. And basically it, it electronically listens to music because uh, there's like probably millions of songs on there on every platform and who's going to sit there and listen to all this stuff. Right. So they had some sort of um, software that could seek out better music in some way, because hmm. they're all looking for the next Beatles or whatever. And uh, we, we got a, a call uh, a few years back where they said that um, we, we've picked your band for connect, you know, we were like, what's connect, you know? And, and they said, yeah, we're, you know, we're kind of like the A and R people uh, affiliated with uh, Reverb Nation. And mm-hmm. uh, they they yeah. picked a couple of our songs, their are curator picks. So, uh, so they- Out, they out of millions, out of millions of bands. Yeah, yeah. Like, at the time. So, I mean, we were really, really happy they were drinking that night. <laughs> yeah, right. Something caught us. Well, they, so. they told us they they said they picked <laughs> out about 250 bands out of four million, and we were in that 250. That is just mind blowing. <laughs> that is. <laughs> that is. Thank great. goodness for typos. No, that's like. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. What do you think the next big thing is for for the Pondhawks? 
Well, we're working on like five new songs right now. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I mean, the lyrics were flying out for us today. Oh, wow. Say sometimes. Oh, yeah, a we block. Today it was yeah. flying. So when you all sit Today down... One of those days. When you all sit down and you're doing the lyrics, do you do the music at the like same time or kind of like hum a melody? Yeah. Or how does song Sometimes building go it's for both. you? Rarely it's, rarely it's both. A lot of times it's one or the other first. And, and it's just like doing a crossword puzzle backwards. And, you know, it's kind of a luxury. Like, oh, now we got this. We got the melody. We got the chords. And, blah, 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 and we're all... Oh, is it going to be fun? Are we going to sit back, relax, have a couple, and, you know, just uh, write some lyrics? And then, you know, whatever you write, it's never going to be the final product. <laughs> but, you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> as far as lyrics, yeah. that's, just, that's just the way it goes. That's just, you know. That's yeah. Just the way yeah, it you know, but, you know like, but, but that's fun. It sounds well, it's fun. It's like when you're, you're doing that, you're like, so it's like, oh, yeah, this is it, you know, and then you go a day later, but, you listen to it, and you go, oh, no, we, we right. got to fix this. Right. <laughs> but, you, but you can't, but you can't, but the thing is, Ray, you can't force yourself to write something. It's got to be something that you've seen or heard that re- or done that really sets you in the mood, say, oh, man, this really blew me away. I got to write about this. And then it just, it, it just purges forth, and that's it. You know, I got you. And, and we have our own recording studio, so you know we yeah. do everything ourselves. It's very modest. Oh, wow, it's it's ours, but it's very modest. Well, still, I mean, that's impressive. <laughs> Most yeah, people don't have modest, just a recording studio. <laughs> it, it's very modest, but it does have a ghost, and it's haunted. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> too. Well, I mean, yeah. as long as they're willing to. <laughs> as long as they're willing to put in on the songs, I mean, I guess that's okay. Oh, they do. Well, hell, we give it a credit on the album. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We really do. We have some EVP. We have, yeah, since the first album, we always give a credit. I've played a few times after hearing those. We're like, EVP. I swear, the first album oh on God. the liner notes, we're like, knock once if you want a credit. <laughs> knock twice if you want to be acknowledged. <laughs> boom, boom. Knock three times if you want to cut. Boom, 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 you know. <laughs> That's great. You want to yeah, cut out the action for the stuff. Yeah, right. Back for the percentage points you want to be paid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't get any royalties, Mr. Ghost. That's yeah, right. Uh, now, most people would consider what you do, well, I guess not on the same level as you, because what you do is it's technically a career. Um, but some people, you know, they kind of do this as, as a hobby, but what kind of hobbies do you enjoy when you're not writing music? George, oh, ahead, well, kid. well, my, my, my other profession, you know, is photographer. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Um, and, uh, quite, I wrote a, became quite a famous photographer too. Yes. I, my photographs were like in people, Newsweek, Rolling Stone, all Paul McCartney things. album. Paul McCartney. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I wrote a book about Paul McCartney, a photo book uh, that's in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame library. What? <laughs> yeah. And she was so nice. Let me tell you what a nice person she is. She's such a sweetheart. I mean, they said, okay, you get a brick in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. She was, can I go in as a pond rock? Yeah, sure. She was, and kind of put my friend, my songwriting partner, yeah, she puts my name above hers. 
who in the hell yeah. ever does that? Oh, days. my gosh. What a what, sweetheart. What a sweetheart. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. We have a brick there. So the now they, the people can spit their gum on me. So, you know. Yeah, they, <laughs> yes. Throw their garbage on it. You know, whatever. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Spit that gum out. There's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Mario? What do you do in, in your spare time? Well, you know, I enjoy, like I say, nature. I've got terrariums and aquariums all over the place. Uh, I've got a pond out in my backyard, a tiny little pond, you know. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy nature. I study nature. Cool. That's about it. All right, and and uh, back to Jory because that was. Uh, <laughs> no, just... Yeah, we got some really good Paul McCartney stories coming up. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's great. Now, did you, were you able to actually meet Paul McCartney? Oh yeah, several times. He invited me to a, a party in London to uh, launch the album that I had a photo on. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, I got an invitation to the party. And uh, it, it was fun. There was only like 90 people there. And um, Paul, you know, Paul Linda were there and uh, uh, Stella and Mary were there. Uh, that's his daughters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were they were they were young. Um, and there are a lot of they they um, they rented out a restaurant that was about a block away from Paul McCartney's office in Soho. And um I believe it was called the Broadway at that time. And um, they had, you know, the band was there. It was Paul's employees. MTV was there because he was uh, going to be given a Guinness Award. So they got that all on uh, video and stuff. Um, and there were a lot of drunken people there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was an open bar. And, and of course, you know, I'm, I'm there and I'm like, I have to like stock Paul now. <laughs> I got to see everything he's doing uh, and what he's eating. It's all, it's all vegetarian. You know, we had to go downstairs and they had a buffet. Um, and upstairs, uh, the band uh, and Paul, they would go upstairs and do these TV interviews because this was like uh, December 1990 and was the end of their world tour. So uh, they were you know, launching this album, which was the live album, uh, Tripping the Live Fantastic. Um, and, uh, it, it was interesting, you know, being at a party, you know, with Paul McCartney, would, that would probably have been the last thing I ever thought would happen you know, to me. <laughs> uh, and, and the thing is because, you know, I was doing the photography at the time, it was, I was like torn, you know, like I can't walk around here and take pictures of him, you know, cause it's, it's kind of rude, you know, to the right, party right. and stuff like that. But, um, I did get in a couple of conversations with him. Um, there was, um, one of my friends was talking to him and at that time he had done a, a video of, uh, the 8990 tour. Um, and it wasn't out yet. It eventually came out. It was called, uh, get back. And, um, and I said to him, I said, pa, and I said, he says, yeah, I said, I hope you have soldiers field chicago in this video <laughs> yeah that was like the last show in the nice. tour, you know and, yeah and he and he went uh well i don't know i haven't seen it yet and oh my I goodness said, well, i hope it'll be in there and yeah it was in at the end <laughs> oh man that's great yeah yeah Excellent. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah what what advice 
would each of you give to somebody that was just setting out in this career? Never, ever mix beer and wine. (laughs) (laughs) That is some good advice. (laughs) I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. (laughs) Go ahead, Laura. Yeah, right. And yeah, and if you're going to do some songwriting, you know, get a a, a partner like uh, Johnny Walker. You know, <laughs> perfect. You know, the, the, the recording is a lot of fun. We do enjoy going out and playing a lot of live shows whenever we get the chance, because you get that instant feedback and all the free tomatoes. It's amazing. Oh yeah, <laughs> can't beat it. <laughs> it's a wonder you guys you were able to get any recording done with this guy. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh, we have some fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we laugh, we laugh a lot. Yeah, we, we do. Eventually, yeah, we kind of, yeah, we sort of hunger down. We get it done, and you know, but it's it's fun, you know, just you know, creating the music and listening to it and. Uh, and it's, it's kind of like solving a pop puzzle, you know, where, you know, when you go into the studio, you're just kind of like a blank. Okay. Right. What do we do with this? You know, and, and where do we start? You know, so, and then as you gradually get into the song, you start hearing in your mind instruments that belong in there and you hear melodies and things and, it, and you just don't know where it comes from. But, um, and we've been in situations like, that we're just out of nowhere, you know. That's amazing. Wind up doing these things yeah. that, and we just just don't know where it came from. It's you know. <laughs> but I I think it's it's probably like that with anybody that whether you're a painter, you're a sculptor, music writer, playwright. You know, as it goes along, you get more and more ideas, and it develops like anything. Right on. That's, I'm just. I'm very grateful. I'm great. I'm very very grateful to have a songwriting partner that shares in the same beliefs of of doing that. And you know, the cool thing is there's no egos with Jory and I. It's just like we trust each other of all these years, you know, going on 14 years now we've been doing this. And it's like, if, if Jory or I are like, and we're like mm, maybe we could do better. We know we could. Because they wouldn't say it for nothing because we're not afraid to hurt each other. Or wouldn't do it to hurt each other's feelings, but you know it's all for the best of the song. It's like your songs are your children, and you want to bring them up as well as you can. That's beautiful. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as we're reaching the end of the show here, I'd like to take a moment for you to kind of let the listeners know your different social media accounts that they could kind of follow along and keep up to date on everything. Hit well, it, Jormeister. Uh, yeah, we we well, you know it's. Uh, First of all, pondhawks.com. It's, you know, the word pond and the word hawks together. <laughs> hawks with an S on it. Because some people, yeah, we get misspellings all the time. You know, it's like we were the, the pond hawks or something. You know, or yeah. they, they'll come up pond, with something. Pond scum, you know. Pond scum. <laughs> pond dogs, whatever. <laughs> You know, that's the, uh, when we're writing moments. Pound dogs. So, um, okay, and it'd be, you know, Instagram.com slash the pond hawks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's pretty pretty easy because, yeah, we, we wouldn't be able to remember all that stuff with XYZ or whatever in there. 
So, uh, yeah, so you can go to uh, pontalks.com. You can go to uh, pontalksmusic.com, where we have a page where you can buy buy our stuff if you want. Um, and, uh, yeah, Reverb Nation has uh, all our music uh, playing on our page, which is reverbnation.com, the pondhawks. <laughs> So, I'm starting uh, to feel here. No. <laughs> <laughs> we made it easy yeah, for everybody. Just check us out. Um, we we are approaching on Facebook, which I, I just saw today. Uh, we're getting we're at uh, close to six hundred and twenty thousand followers. Wow! Holy cow! Yeah, but they're all giving us a but they're all giving us a finger. So don't <laughs> no, it's not, oh, well, no, you know kidding. what. It, <laughs> you know, I didn't realize that, you know, Facebook, you know, you have likes where you can just like a page, but you also are able to follow the page. Right. So that's very um, nice. That. That's nice. Yeah. So we had more likes than we had followers about a month ago. And now that's completely turned around. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Now, if they would all show up at our doorstep tomorrow morning. That would we have to make a ton of French toast. <laughs> ton of French toast. I mean, coffee. <laughs> yep, make sure the coffee's on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I just want to say thank okay. you both very much for joining me tonight. This has been so much fun. You you guys are full of life and energy and fun comedy. I it's been great. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely, we appreciate it wholeheartedly. And Thank I hope you. that all the listeners that tune in and listen to this, that they all had as much fun laughing as I did. Mario is an <laughs> amazing comedian. I'm surprised that's not his second job. <laughs> and George, I, I used to do stand up back in the he day. He was a yeah. stand up. I used to work with Emo Phillips and Judy, Emo Phillips, Judy Tenuta. I don't know, probably you guys not, not, not know who they're, but they work with Weird Al and all that and all these. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fun stuff. Well, I'm sorry that we weren't able to get to that. We're just going to have to bring you back on to talk about that. Yeah, we're going to have to be back on the show, won't we? Yep, just going to have to. (laughs) I know what I'm doing. Thank you. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But again, thank you, listeners. If it wasn't for fans like you, this show wouldn't exist and I wouldn't be doing it. So thank you all very much, and we'll see you all next time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures of all ages, what an amazing show. Thank you for lending an ear and joining us. I'm the host, Ray Rumsey, and if you want to hear more interviews, simply head to anywhere podcasts are heard, Facebook or Twitter, and search The Leo Effects, with an A, not an E. If you'd like to hear me doing silly voices and making a general fool of myself, head over to Shattered Dungeons on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We live stream every Tuesday night. More projects are in the works. For now, stay tuned for more interviews. To book yourself as a guest, you can head to theleoeffects.wixsite.com slash podcast or send me an email at theleoeffects at gmail.com. Remember, this has been The Leo Effects, and great shows require great listeners, just like you. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.